Hello everybody, it's Lloyd, Big Lloyd here, back for another episode of Tempo and Flow Music Industry Talks. Delighted with the guests we got today, it's going to be sick, let's get him in here. I can see him already, he's eager, he's eager, alright let's go. I'm excited to have this guy today man. He's been doing some shit. It's gonna be exciting. Remember, people, this is also a podcast. Check this out. Yes, that's far. You know, this is like probably the third time ever I've ever done live with anybody. <laughs> strange, man. Feels strange. How you doing? Listen, I'm a little bit tired today. I can't even lie to you, you know. But I hear you, you know. It's just bare Zoom calls, video calls, everything, you know. But we give God thanks. We give God thanks. It could yeah, be worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And lately, I've been feeling really blessed to do what I do, man. I've been, you know, I've been back out and a lot of people are like, oh, you've been furloughed. And I'm like, no, I've been all right. All right. Do you know what I mean? Nah, it's good, man. That's good. You're on the right side of the business. Everything's booming over there. So it's all right, man. Everything's still running, mate. Everything's still <laughs> yeah, But I'm happy to have you on. Like, I feel like me and you talk a lot, and yeah. not a lot of people know your journey and know where you're coming from and how long you've been in the game. Do you know what I mean? And what you've achieved. So we'll jump straight into it. How did you get into music, Despar? You know what? I'm, it's like, strangely, it's like my 20th year doing music, like next year. And then it's like my fourth year, really fourth or fifth year doing real music business. Um, and I just, bro, I just fell in love with music as a teenager, man, and just kind of dropped high school to pursue it, um, which is a bit mad. Considering where I am now, that's a bit of a risk. But, you know, I did that. And then I basically started producing um, when I was younger. So I started making music. So I originally started out making beats for people in and around the area. I opened a studio, saved up my money, opened a studio. Um, and that kind of became the spot in kind of like Warsaw slash Wolverhampton for people to come make music. I used to make beats for them. Then I ended up doing like radio. So I did radio for about three, four years, um, like grime, grime radio in and around Birmingham. And then mm. went on from there to start uh, Stay Fresh, which became one of the like the, the biggest like grime collectives at the time. Um, Crazy. Really put on for, really put on for like Birmingham. Midlands music and then that kind of went down and then um kind of picked up the B83 uh, management and you know now doing the label stuff and kind of here we are so there's a lot of in-betweens um you asked me to kind of keep it brief on that point but we can get into it we can get into the bits and pieces but that's kind of like the main that's like the main points of the journey man like yeah, you know, um, studio, radio. I forgot being a cameraman for a while um, behind the scenes. I used to do a lot of camera work. Um, then the media artist, kind of like um, internet and TV show, theater free. Kind of like quite a few things, man. But you know, shout out well, Alex. Alex has joined the chat. Man, yeah, like Alex is the Manchester guy, and then you're the like Birmingham guy. You see, yeah, I did. I'm, I'm going national with this thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so, Alex, it, so, back to like. You kind of made that so brief, but I'm going to pick some holes in there. You was a yeah, producer, man. Vespa. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. 
That's what we're talking about. I saw you put us on pictures the other day. Yeah. And you had like mad different studios. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. even you know. Yeah, I had the, I had the, I had the same, I had like the mad, I, when I was younger, I had like probably the maddest studio in the end, so I used to just save my money, bro, and just put it into studio equipment. Like, that's really what I wanted to do, but I always wanted to do music business as well as making music, so I used to look up to like, I don't know, like your Master P's or your Easy E's or your Dame Dashes and all these kind of people there, but I always loved making music, so I was producing, um, that was the very first thing I ever did, like I used to produce for a grime crew. Um, called Higher Stakes back in the day. And that's how I started out, bro. I used to just be the, the guy in the studio, like making beats or recording engineering. So I started out as an engineer slash producer. Mm. And here I am now. But I always wanted to do this as well. So it's kind of like, you know, even though I don't produce anymore, I'm still doing kind of what I love doing. And then how did you go from producing to stay fresh? Because, you know, that was a... I don't know, you probably have to remind me on the year, but Stay Fresh Crew felt yeah. so exciting. And I was like listening to Saf. Was Saf one a part of it? Yeah, 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 Saf yeah, man. One and, yeah, man. and I was like, these men are hard. Mm. <laughs> like, but SX with Woo with him. Yeah, look at SX now, bro. At that time, what, what was going on? How did that come about? It was like, it was a combination between Birmingham and Wolverhampton. So I used to be on radio. And my radio um, partner, uh, the DJ, Booski, he was from Brum. Mm. And I was living in, I was living like near Wolverhampton. So we like clicked up and I used to bring like the Wolves people and mm. he used to bring the Brum people to the station. And it just kind of, kind of, kind of started that way as in like, you know, merging the two um, cities together. And then um, we got banned from radio um, just because we were up to bare antics. So got banned from radio and then it was kind of like I was sitting there like yo what am I going to do and we had a tagline because we always used to have the fresh music and um, the tagline was Desperate Booski Show We Stay Fresh like that was actually the tagline of of the um, of the radio show so then I took that tag um, made the Stay Fresh and then became Stay Fresh Music and then from there you know I brought in some of the Birmingham people and then other people got added from Wolves and then we just kind of we, we put it together from there man and it became a mad thing like that the founding year of Stay Fresh was like 2006 and it didn't really take off properly to like 2008, 2009. And then from there, it was just like mad for about but how, five years. How was it like, I guess so at that time you're in the crew, I guess you're still producing, but you're managing as well, I guess, right? Or... Yeah, it's interesting, yeah, because when Stay Fresh first started, I was producing and then like at the very start, but then I had like a... I had a hard drive crash, like my my computer just went nuts. And I hadn't had a backup for a while. So I lost like mainly like most of my beats, all the songs and that. And then because I had a camera. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's how I try to call you. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> But I always used to document stuff, yeah. So I used to do the camera work. So I used to do that and then we brought in producers as well. Yeah. And it kind of just like, kind of just kind of went from there. So um, when I founded it, but I didn't ever, strange, so I never actually wanted to be a manager. Um, I didn't ever really want the responsibility of looking after people. And I always wanted to, I always wanted to stay fresh to be more of a label than a management um, kind of like side of thing. What mm. we, we ended up kind of like being that. And my partner, Jamie Dredd, can't forget Jamie. 
Um, Jamie Dredd used to do more of the management day-to-day -day side of things. So he had the network in London and I used to just stay in the studio and or kind of like create the visuals or the branding and the creative, like I created the, the logo and all that kind of shit. So I was kind of like the visionary behind that while he would go and meet people because I was really antisocial at that point, to be honest. So. I feel like I heard Jamie Dredd's name and a Skepta lyric. Bro, everybody yeah, at that like... point, if you didn't know Jamie Dredd, it was mad. Like Jamie was, you know, Dredd's smiling all the time, loud. He lived in London for a while, and he just knew he knew everybody, bro. So at that key point in time when we needed to kind of get around um, and really get the music around and do that, he was able to do that. So he was like the bridge between you know us and and the industry. So I can't take you know if it wasn't for Jamie, I don't think things would have gone as far as they did at the time. Oh, that's mad. That's mad. Oh, he killed it, man. And then, so, like, talk to me about that time. So, obviously, we Rhythms out. You lot are getting on the map. You're getting, like, I guess you lot were coming to London, making mm. bets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, because I feel like, if I remember, there was the the boy better know. Was there, like, some sort of affiliation or love, mutual respect, skeptical? There was, a, there was, yeah, there was, like, a mutual respect and love. Like, you know, Jamie knew Frisco well. Um, obviously, yeah. Jammer used to show love, Skepta. Um... Yeah, like there was, there was like a mutual connection there, man. Yeah. yeah like, how did that? How did that? What happened? Why did it stop? Like, I guess because all crews kind of people go their separate way and stuff, but we've never really spoke about this. You know what? The Stay Fresh story, a lot of it, a lot of it, I can't really talk about that <laughs> really because it is a bit, it's a bit deep, man. Very um, a sticky one. Yeah, like, court documents and all kinds of mad stuff. You know, it's was, it was a bit, it was a bit mad. Um, Fair. Let's what I can say, no, 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 but no, I do want to give an answer though. What, what I can say is this, yeah, is that we we had a lot of love for each other and then what happens is, is there's miscommunication happens and then egos get involved and then you start not talking as much as you should do. And then from then, you know, unless you really sort things out, things go a bit backwards. And there was loads of other external factors into it as well. And that, that's, that kind of, is kind of what happened. Man. So, um, yeah, it's a shame though, because that, that, yeah, that, 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 it hurt, bro. It hurt all of us, man. Mm. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a good way to end things at all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, but, you and know. then, so what happens after that? Like, Stay Fresh is obviously now ended and, yeah. Thinking, you know, what's my next move? I almost quit music. Almost. 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 But I wasn't wasn't really that close to doing so. It was the closest I've ever been to thinking maybe this just isn't for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just spent mm -hmm. nearly nearly ten years of my life um building something and then it just goes out the window. So I'm like, yo, what am I gonna do? Um and that is when I think Near the end of Stay Fresh, I'd already started um, Meet the Artists. So that was working. So I just carried on doing that and turned that into a TV show. And that was on TV in like the local area and like nationally on Virgin. And then um, I'd interviewed, like I'd interviewed up to that point, I think I'd interviewed JK twice. Um, and I'd interviewed a couple other people. Mm. And then Daps, Daps was like, I think you should manage Jay. And I was like, what are you on about, bro? Because literally... Eight months before that, I told somebody, like, straight up, 
who still to this day doesn't believe me that I was actually being genuine at the time. I told somebody I was never going to get into management. I didn't want to manage anybody. He asked me, like, will you manage me? I was like, bro, no, sorry. I'm not into it. don't want to do it. That's yeah. what I said. That was in January of 2016. Yeah. August of 2016. <laughs> um, or was it 17? I'm managing, I'm managing JK and I'm managing Groomsickers. Um, and then things just started from there. And then, then I'd already had, like, B83 as a, was always my creative outlet for me, creating music videos. Like, I've done videos for, like, Skepta. Like SAS of quite a few people, um, and then I just flipped that across and I just made that my my, my management brand. And, and what was it about JK and Groom Sickers? Like, because obviously I know I know where you've been. Like I've been there before, where you're like management's long, it's not going to pay the bills. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just be very real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Looking at your life, like I even like where people might be talented, but you're even in that headspace to be dealing with that but there must have been something that clicked in your brain that made you think do you know what i'm gonna do this like you know what's interesting is before like stay fresh and invasion were like the the cruise in birmingham and it was almost like a cold war like we never had, we never had like problems with each other mm. what it was like we never used to really like fuck with each other like that like, it was like <laughs> they were over there and we were over here. So me managing Jay is still, I think sometimes we're still thinking like, yo, this is a bit mad. Like, how did this happen? Um, Wait, so historically because of the areas in Brown? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't even really an area thing, you know. It was just kind of like they were there and we were here and we just didn't really mix like yeah, that. Yeah. So um, so what happened was, um, but Jay, I'd noticed Jay, like I had noticed him, like I'd not. You know, you know, you know who's around and who's doing whatever. So I noticed Jay, and you know, he was just Jay's just real, like that's it. He just he's just open. He's real, um, and like Daps is like a really, really, really good friend of mine. Mm. Outside of me being his manager, like we we're, ba we're basically family, basically. Um, <laughs> so we basically we're basically family, yeah. and um, he said to me, "You should manage Daps." We managed JK, and I was like, yeah? And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? He does have something that's, like, raw. Like, Jay, and he's still now, like, Jay's just this, like, he's getting he's getting more savvy, but he's just raw. He's, like, a, such a real person. And I said, you know what? I can help. I can help him. Like, let me just do the, the talking and putting moves together and all that kind of stuff there. Uh, and then between the two of us, it just it just went like that. And then Grim had asked me for help. So Grim was my first client. Like, there's nobody before Grim said, because I have to give him a lot of credit for me being a manager. He was he was my first client. He was the first person to believe in me and say, yo, like, I think you can help me project manage this thing. And I was like, what are you on about? And he was like, nah, like, I think you can help me. And then I ended up putting him with Swifter to make Kane. I sat in the studio with him. I vocal produced the song um, because of my history of being a producer. So I sat with him. Absolutely. Had him do the... Big tune. Man like Kane. Bro, like, I Kane. sat with him. We did the verse about 100 times. I said, no, 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 no. Yes, keep that. I arranged it with Swifter. So that, that song and the success of it, I'm so proud of it because, you know, between managing it, like, I actually touched yeah. the song as well at the same time. And then that worked. And then I got more confidence in, in doing being a manager and then you know shortly after Jay came and then that's it really we just started from there that's crazy man and then so that's around 
2016, 2017, mm-hmm. you know, managing. And then, you know, you're now here with a successful artist, mm-hmm. got 20s under the belt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> has, has, Back in the has... top 20 this week. <laughs> Mate, that's why I said it. Top 20. Yeah. Yeah. Plaque on the way on that. Can't lie. <laughs> yes, uh, happy. But how's the journey been? Like, how's it been? You know, because obviously, you always said you wouldn't do this, and now you've created a company. And mm. I saw last week you've got the studio, the offices. Mm. How's that been from then to now? Because I guess you must, you must also sometimes think, "Wow, like here I am with JK supporting Stormzy on a European mm. tour. Yeah, here we are on a track with Ed Sheeran. Like these are our moments." You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still. I'm still the 15-year-old kid that dropped out of school because they wouldn't let him do music at school. So, like, I'm still the kid that was like, raw, whoa, like, I want to do this. So those moments have never lost on me when I'm stood behind stage and Jay's on stage at the Drake show, killing it. And these these things aren't lost on me that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm here now. And um, yeah, man, it's like, it's a mad journey, really. It's... It's stressful. Don't get don't get me twisted. Like management wasn't my first option, and I know why it wasn't my first option because I never <laughs> wanted to be. Management is no one's first option. If anyone says they wanted to be a manager, I know uh, they're, not, they're not serious. I doubt. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not wasn't my first option. But you know what? Everything I wanted to accomplish and start to build, and um, you know, building the label and building the management company, building the studio. You know, being a manager has afforded me the ability to go ahead and, and do the things that I always really wanted to do at the side. And to be fair, I love management. It's hard sometimes, but I love it. I love the business. I love the hustle. I love supporting people. I love being of service to my clients. Um, and at the same time, now I'm getting the opportunity to really like build my company and build B83 um, and you know, push things forward. So for the city as well as myself, so, you know. Yeah, I hear that, man. Shout out Mello's Catering. When I came back, when I came to Brum, I just have to say this while Mello's Catering is on because Getz did me dirty and he didn't order me no food backstage. Nah, he really did you dirty, man. Getz did me dirty, dirty, bro. Getz ordered (laughs) Mello's Catering backstage. I went and there was none left and I didn't get to taste Mello's Catering. Shout out Mello's Catering. Yeah, big up, So, yeah, so you're here, you're managing and then like, so what's what's the plans, like, moving? Because I've seen the studio. What was mm. your thought process behind that? You know, because I feel like talking to you, like, I know you really well. We have good chats. But I feel like you could have easily just been like, you know what, I'm managing JK, doing my thing, that's it. But I feel like you're always wanting to give back and help more. And you've got the studio, you know, you've got a new popping artist in Tanner. What's mm-hmm. going on here? Let's talk about some of that. Yeah, I'm, bro, I've, I've had a studio, well, had a, I've always had studios, bro. So it's like, people are seeing me do it now, but my first studio was in 2001. So like, this is just me kind of like being me again. Like, obviously, I went on a journey to do, you know, other things, but me having the studio is me saying, okay, it's time to do that again. Like I'm building a company, I'm building a label rather than putting money into loads of other studios and buying studio time, like it doesn't make the best business sense. Let me just have a studio. Next door, the office is one place, we do the business there. 
in the other room we go and create the music so that's the thing is like making a hub um and having things centralized and when we're talking real real business sense it's called vertical integration like i wanted to make sure that there's no no stoppage in the pipeline i'm sick Sorry, of engineers taking long integration i don't even know but, what that is can you break that vertical integration just, it's basically you can't only the platform and just drop big words <laughs> and say big things and don't break it down now, vertical integration is as much as possible owning your production line through to your output. So, own as much of the stack as possible. So, you know, we we don't own the distribution, but we you know we can own the production. We do the marketing and the management, and then we hand it off to distribution. So, as much as possible, controlling your output. And you know, we're always suffering from. Like even now, I'm not even going to mention it, but one of the clients we've been asking for a clean version of the, the song that we need for like three days from the engineer. It's like, bro, if that was next door, this wouldn't be the case, but it'd be done in half an hour. So, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on, I'm not on waiting now, anymore. Now, you can do that. Send me the web file. I'll keep it Yeah, myself. it's done, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can do that anyway, man. Or get the engineer yeah. to do it, bro. It's like, I'm not, we, I just want to create and I want as little uh, friction between the creation process and the distribution process and sale, I want as little friction behind that as possible. So we make it, we manage it in the next room, and we get it to the people, and we just keep it moving, bro. That's what, that's the plan, anyway. Listen, that's a, new artists and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. And and talk to me about Tana because you did me dirty on Tana. Yep. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Yeah, did it really, really send me the. The tune, you know. You know what it is, bro. That moves so fast, <laughs> and and the check was healthy, and we went with the healthy check this time around. Listen, so, you're you gonna know. explain. You're gonna explain yourself to the people, Despa. Just saying. Nah, but you saying I did you dirty, so that explain myself. <laughs> nah, man, listen, I love I love Tana. Like I like his energy. He's I'm amazing, bro. Like, he's on it every day. Like. He eats out every day. <laughs> you know what it is because his family. <laughs> again, but basically, his family has got one of the most banging restaurants. Um, he's he's a road kid, man. Like he's moving around all the time, so he eats out. Well, he's brother Tana. As a talent, yeah, how did that come about? How did you find him? What was that? Well, you know what it is. You know, we're in the city, man, and Tana Tana was part of like invasion with Jay. You know, since I've been around Jay and his people more, like, Tanner's just been around. Like, you know, he came up underneath Daps and Jay. He's always been there. Um, and he's tried different things. And it was just the right time to kind of put our arms around him and support him in what he wants to do because he's an amazing talent. He's forever in the studio creating, like, works hard. Um, he's got great ideas, great energy. And he just wants to win, bro. And, like, you know, it was the right time to be able to say, like, look, okay, we can help you like manage manage the process and go and get things done for you so this was just the right time to do it and then he came out with a banner with unknown th yeah. Schofield. yeah and you know we helped put that together man so um that's a good record bro i'm kind of kind of proud of it proud of what we achieved considering he just had this record and we just made it made it move a bit further we got yeah. as well we got addicts i saw you saying like his life has changed from it and i feel that was a mm -hmm nice thing to see that someone a young black kid is making a living of music and his life has changed like and I guess that plays back into what you do and 
the way you operate and move, you know, with yeah, man. It's 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 like yo, I've been here a while, bro. I've been here before there was any money, like for a long time, like no money, like I've just put money in, and to to be able to like help somebody, not only change his life, but he's a good kid, bro. He's helped his family like straight away, like he's blessed his family immediately. To be able to be a part of that means the world to me, you know. Like not only am I able to provide for my family. I can help other people provide for theirs. And we're in a region that traditionally hasn't had very much money in music. And it's my job and the job of my company to change that, to make sure we can effectively manage things and make people rich. Like, that's what we're trying to do, is make people sustainable in music. And even if they're not rich, at least they can make a sustainable living out of what they're doing because it hasn't always been the case. I'm sick of my friends going to jail, bro. Like, too many of my friends have gone to jail chasing, like, money to fund music and as much as possible i would not allow that to happen like come let's try and do this let me show you this information let me do that i can work with somebody at the moment and in the past he's done what he's done but we we he started a company like he's sitting with me regularly where we're trying to make things happen for him this mm. is really important to me this is why i won't i won't leave like everybody used to say to me like, oh are you not are you not going to move to london like no man i got kids in brum my family's in brum i'm staying here I don't need to leave. I jump on the train all the time. And I don't need to do that anymore because of Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Zoom, like, Zoom I, I think it's important to plant a flag and it's important to help the people around you. And I'm trying to do that as much as possible, bro. And, and let people know that this thing is real. Like, we can do this and they can have the faith that they can be in Birmingham and make a success out of our music because it's been a myth up until the last few years, to be fair. Yeah, and I was, you know what, you've led on to what I was going to say because I was one of those people that would see you in High Street Cares and say, Well, have you catching the train back to Brum tonight? Like, why are you not staying? Why are you not living in London? Da, 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 da. And it's only as I started to come to Brum more and flex and walk around and be around, I thought, you know what, there's so much talent in this city. The mm. city's actually vibes, it's cool. Mm. And you lot have got you. You are doing it better because you're making the money in London, not getting hustled on the house prices <laughs> and the cost of living in London. Yeah. And actually, it's no longer a thing of like, oh, you're from out of London, so it's tough for you, you know. And and that's what I was going to lead to it. In in your opinion, how has it been for you watching that transition? Because now today, we sit here. And you know where music and I'll be mm-hmm. I'm a London A&R, I live in London and I'm constantly thinking like rah there's there's more talent than ever coming out of London do you know what I mean and and mm-hmm. right now there's JK there's Daps there's Tala mm-hmm. there's me mm-hmm. there's Miss there's Miss La Familia there's like She's I can probably like do you know what I mean I can keep there's naming Mio, there's Red Tally there's 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 Remtrex, uh, there's, right. there's bro there's so many and there will be many more and yeah. there's due to be like many more stars made man um you know I'm a hunter bro so I will come and hunt my food which is why you always used to see me on high street Ken like regularly and I will go hunt. Go back the same day. Used to come back down the next day. Like you know, mm-hmm. do what I need to do. I'll be in there like two, three times a week sometimes. But home at home in Brum, there's a lot of talent, and it will come through. Like it will. Yeah, Nati. I can't forget the underground talents at all. Like T, that's there. 
um, Chief of the Plug, amazing yeah. party promoter. She's really connected to the, the underground talent, puts on for people. Um, I love know, that. She's name. amazing. Chief for the Plug. Yeah, she, she <laughs> is, though, bro. Like, you know, if you want to find out some, some underground talent, like, check for her as well, man. But, like, it's, um, there's a lot there, bro. And you know what? I, used, I watched a film called There Will Be Blood, right, about, about 10 years ago. And I, I, will, I will look at stuff and I will see things that maybe people don't see. And that film is about somebody going to an oil-rich town, finding that there's oil there, and then paying rock-bottom prices for the land and not telling people that there's oil because he has the means of production. And I used to see that and think, you know what? Birmingham is an oil-rich, it's a creatively oil-rich city, but we haven't traditionally had the means of production and distribution so my thing is to provide the means of production and distribution and make sure we take our city and the talent there and then take it worldwide. And as much as I will work with, I always, you know, I work with talent. I manage the Smoke Boys as well, so a lot of people don't know that. But, um, you know, I work with talent outside of Birmingham. But home is home, man. Mm. And, you know, before, I'm, before we, it's all said and done, we're going to make sure that Birmingham is a powerhouse, powerhouse of, of talent. I feel like it's happening. I feel like it, it's it is, bro. It is, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. 100%. And I guess, like, so, like, moving through it, what would you say your, like, advice is to someone wanting to do what you do? Because I always say to guests, there's two different types of audience. We have people tuning in that want to be artists. We have people tuning in that want to be executives. You've worn many hats. You've been mm. producer, video guy. <laughs> Manager, yeah. what's your... background vocals and songs as well, which I won't tell you about, but carry on. <laughs> I know there's a song of you spitting, like, I know you've had bars, I know you've written bars. Yeah, 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 there's one on the internet as well. Yeah, definitely, we'll, 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 yeah. definitely you made a B that you wanted to rap on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I have. Don't get twisted. I can pull up my iTunes and, and show you that, but I won't. But there we go. That's the one thing I've never really, truly pursued is me being an artist. We got Grim. That's what you joined. I hear that. But what's your advice? What would you say you're, like three points or whatever however many I don't, points I don't have I don't have three no I do I can find three but my main one is find a way to be of service like be of service the main thing is is to be of service so in my management career my job is to be of service to my clients but then also be of service to our stakeholders and partners within the industry and make sure that we are delivering or what we need to deliver on you know if you are trying to get into A&R that maybe be of service to the A&R people. Uh, I, I saw, you know, Muna do that really well. He's pushed music and get people in positions and then you build a position out of that. So I, I, a lot of people, I think, get into things and they, they try and find ways of taking. And that's completely, completely the wrong way of looking at things. Like if you can be of service to people and help and pay it forward and what you'll find is helping other people, you get to help yourself at the same time. But I, 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 I've learned that that is that's the way, bro. And then um, the second thing, just get shit done, man. Get shit done. Just get shit done. Like, don't long things out. You know, music is a business and um, production lines are production lines. Don't slow the production line down. Just get shit done. Keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess that's the same question to artists. What's your advice to artists? <laughs> get shit done and keep it pushing. <laughs> 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 yeah, like you know, but you know what? Artists are a bit different. Obviously, there's 
Because there might be artists tuning in that want to get your attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That want to be managed by you, signed by you, you know, come use your studio. So what's your... I'm, I'm here, bro. I'm here, man. Like, I'm, I'm overloaded as a manager. I'll tell you that for starters. I just hired somebody. I just hired somebody new, um, a guy called Andy. He's been amazing. Um, Big up Tazzle as well, one of my partners with Tana. Um, you know, Acousia as well, that's always helped us. I can't forget the people that have helped me along the way at all and the people that help me with the business. Um, but my, you know, my, oh, here's Andy. Andy's just joined, big up Andy. Um, but basically, um, my advice to artists is, is kind of like, you've got to really stay true to yourself, man. I think a lot of people try and chase the trend and then end up losing themselves. And to go back to like, you know, Jay, all Jay has ever done he stayed true to him. There's times I've tried to say, oh, we should try this. He's just told me, no, it may have been the right move. It may have been the right move, but basically he has got this very strong core belief of who he is and what he will and won't do. And I think it's important for artists to have a very strong idea, still listen to people, still take advice, but have a very strong core idea of who you are and not let this thing break you down, man. Like you have to have thick skin, like you really have to have thick skin. And I think I've learned being a manager, you know, being kind of part psychologist. Um, there's, you know, artists are sensitive as well as being brash and da 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 da. And I think it's We're important. All Everyone's very, you know, crazy. very. But but creatives are man. Like I'm, I'm a creative at heart as well. So you know, there's times where I will go through my little emotional patches too. But I'm the same. I'm, people yeah. look at me. They're like, "Why are you upset?" I'm like, "Bro." Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it's I think know who you are, man, because there's going to be a thousand people trying to tell you who to be. And then at the same time, you're going to have the audience try and tell you who to be as well. And if you listen to all of that, you'll lose yourself immediately. Like you'll just be gone because you'll be spear an amalgamation of all the other bullshit you've taken in. So um, as an artist, I would say just figure out who you are and, and, and work on that. And, and hold that, but don't be afraid to trust some people and let people help you along your journey because not everybody's an enemy. Like everybody's got like this thing about labels and big buildings and all this kind of shit. And it's all just people, man. It's a people oriented business. And, you know, Lloyd, I know you, I know you're great. Some people aren't great, but you still got to figure out who to trust and weed out the bullshit. So basically, really. And on, and on that, you kind of led to my next question because I think. We've had different type of guests on here with different type of acts. But an interesting one to throw your way is that you have an act in JK that has never done a deal. <laughs> He's never done a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, how have you found that being independent? Because I was going to say, you know what? well, before you answer, because he's achieved so much, right? Yeah, yeah, he's achieved yeah, yeah. so much. And let's not discredit him. There's platinum well gold platinum, platinum. Pieces, plaques power sinks you know like crazy things that have happened for him how have you found all of that and not wanting to do a record deal publishing or whatever it be how's that kind of been you know you know what yeah i keep it i will keep it so real with you at the earliest stages and the first thing i do when i when i when i start to talk to a client or ask them what do you want to achieve? Like, what do you want to do? What do you don't want to do? Do you want to do a deal? Is it, do you want to get a publishing deal? Are these the things you want to you want to make happen? And if so, I can go and make them happen for you. But JK has always wanted to be fiercely independent 
own his own music, left, right, and center, and answer to nobody because that just that's just who he is as a person. He will he doesn't answer to anybody. <laughs> so basically, but there's been times, bro, when I've been on my ass, bro, and like I thought to myself, it would be nice if we went and got that deal that we got offered <laughs> for you know X amount of money. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we will find a way, bro, and I will never and have never tried to push him into a situation that he doesn't want to be in, and. Mm knowing that what he does and doesn't want to do um, has been good. And then all of that, all of my job has been is to protect his vision and protect his dream. And if we need extra capital to go out and find, you know, a brand partner that can give us extra capital, if we need extra muscle to go and find a distribution deal and find the right people that can push the music or, you know, do the PR or whatever, and just find the boltons necessary to take what we're doing as a, as, a, as a team, you know, as a small team, and make that just that much bigger. Mm. Um, and in doing that, though, you know, I've always wanted to be uh, an independent label owner, and I've always wanted to do X, Y, Z. And in, this, in, in, in doing that and in making sure we can kind of support his business and him as an artist, you know, I've made the contacts in different areas. I've, I've learned so much in doing this and how to, you know, the right things to ask the distributors and where to push and where to pull and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's been great, man. It's it's not been the easiest because um, I think the good thing about labels is is that you guys do this day in day out. Like this is your this is your business, like marketing and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And when I was coming in, when I was coming into the business, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm. So sometimes you don't know what questions to to ask because you don't know this information that you're lacking on. And I think. Having been able to talk to people like yourself and you know Twin and um, you know Tim and 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 Richard and all these people that were enabled me to kind of uh, figure out certain things and ask a lot of questions and get a lot of information. That's really been helpful to fill the voids of just the information that I didn't know and didn't know that we were supposed to be spending money there or doing this or doing that and, and yeah that's been and that's why I like to kind of you know it's nice to have people around me now that. They ask me a question, I can just tell them straight away and we don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I can just pass that information on. Like it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it yeah, good. Yeah. It and, good I, and I guess in your case, what, what continues to amaze me, and why I have to just give the 400 ratings, is like, you're still independent <laughs> with mm. everything. Because I, I meet a lot of artists and managers like, yeah, yeah, we want to do our thing. It's like, yeah, you want to do that for maybe one, two tracks, maybe an EP. <laughs> Right. I know what you're saying. You want to leverage. You want to get come back to me in a bigger position because you want a bigger yeah. check. But the things JK's achieved, it still sometimes blows my mind. But I'm like, this guy, and as I recently found out, I met him the other day. He's like, I'm not signing. So you know what? I'm not doing anything that I don't want to do. And I'm like, yeah. I just have to respect it because I'm just like, there's probably been so many times along the journey already that he could have got let me do this, let me do that and he's still like you know say that say that again. I said (laughs) we have turned down a lot of bread. And we ain't talking hobbies. No. (laughs) We've turned down a lot of money bro. And what's good is yeah is that you know I've had money last money like you know there's been years where I've had a shitload of money bro so it's like, and the years when I've been on my ass, but it's, it's, it's like, it's nice to not, and I know being on the live in the recession with people and, and saying this year, but this is really important. Mm. It's nice to not look at the number 
and be like, whoa, like shit. If we don't take that number now, we're fucked. It's nice. It's been nice to not have that as a thing that can that can sway like what we're doing. Like, is it the right thing or not? Regardless of the money on the table or whatever, is it the right thing or not? And oftentimes, there has been times when looked, I've looked at deals and thought, you know, that would be really good for a share. And then still, at the same time, Jay has said, I don't want to do it, bro. Cool. That's it then, isn't it? Like, I, I need to just respect you and we will just keep you pushing. And my job then, at that point, when he says, I don't want to do it, is to then, okay, shit, how are we then going to keep going, bro? Because we got to make this thing work. So I'm, I'm out there trying to make sure we can make this thing work. He's put, and not to take anything away from him, because a lot of his personal relationships are the reason why he's in the position he's in also. Like, a lot of people don't know the people that Jay knows will phone, will par with, that really respect him. And I'm not, I'm not going to bait that up, but Jay is respected by people you won't believe he is respected by. And they will call him and he will do things. And these are why these things happen. Like, he'll go and make a, make a move. I won't know. He'll be like, yeah, I just did a song with her. I'll be like, what? <laughs> and then, all right, cool. Then I've got to do the business, make that work. And then sometimes there's a move that I will do and then something will come in. But I can't take anything away from the person that he is um, in how we've been able to make this thing successful as well as me doing my job as well. Yeah. So, you know. Now, big up to you guys, man, because it's proper inspiring to watch and see. Like, like I said, I remember too, is this too fake? It's too fake getting a mad sink and like, getting back on Radio 1 and even the Nathan Dawson that, as we said, still in the top 20, mm-hmm. 10 weeks, <laughs> counting, whatever. I want to talk about that one for people that are listening as well. This is really important. That let's, song, let's, let's go with it. Let's touch that it. Song, that song I told him not to do. I'm going to keep it so real. Oh, we get some excuses. No, no, it's I said, Jay, I don't think this one, this one's a bit cheesy, bro. I don't think we should do this one yet. Basically, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just make this clear for the people. Make it so clear. Because you have to keep it real. You are going on record. I'm going on record. I told my act not to do the song. And he did it anyway. And that's why I'm telling you, when I said earlier, sometimes you got to know who the fuck you are. Because (laughs) he said, you know what, Des? I'm not listening to you, bro. I'm going to go do the record in the studio and not tell you I'm going to go do it. Go and shoot the video and not tell you I want to shot the video and then say, yeah, we got to handle the contract. What? All right, safe. Let me just handle the pattern. Cool. Um, <laughs> and look look where we are now. So, you know, I, I will take credit for what I take credit for. And then if I didn't do a move, I'll tell you I didn't do a move. And there we go. Like he, that's what I'm saying though. He's such a strong artist and he went and did it. But I'm still going to have the plaque on the wall. I Listen, got some advice from somebody to get the blacks. <laughs> and I'll bait myself up and say that was me. <laughs> because I get all my plaques because my dad yeah. used to know why I didn't become a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But good, do you know what it's I like about you saying that though? And it's something I often tell people is that as managers and A&Rs, we're not always right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it takes a real secure... Un, like mature person to actually say that and acknowledge that that like, look I was wrong do you know what I mean mm-hmm. because was so wrong, bro. we've all been there sometimes people mm-hmm. look at us and they think what we say goes and it's like listen I, I could give you my opinion on music I can tell you what I think it's just what I think mm-hmm. I might not be the guy <laughs> do you know what I mean I've seen songs that I thought were going to be big not be big and then I've seen 
songs that I, you know, were were big and it wasn't meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just you can't always call it. You know what I mean? You can't always call it. And I think it's just, yeah, it's a team effort, bro. You you, you yeah. gotta you gotta listen to each other. Like I, 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 he trusts me and I trust him. Um, and sometimes you know the move I will call will work, and sometimes it won't, and and vice versa. Um, thankfully, this one it almost didn't work though, but then it worked, and there we go. So that's it. It happens. It happens. So we got a few questions coming in. We could get through to some of them. So G Star says here, what steps did you take? to put Matana, Ride and Clutch remix together? <clears throat> Skullduggery. Now, basically... Um, <laughs> <Skullduggery>. <laughs> uh Basically, so, Tana knows H really well. Um, I am, you know, I, I, feel, I would say I'm, I'm friends with addicts at the same time. So, we put a situation together to have that happen. Then, uh, the label and uh, we were having a conversation with millions of people, and I know millions of people really well, so we did that. And then, who else on the record? JB Schofield, JB Schofield actually was, was first before anybody, really, to be fair. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of it was just a load of different conversations, uh, money, and uh. <laughs> And just like making things happen, really. So, and then we just ironed it all out. But yeah, it was kind of like a lot of moving parts of that one. It was quite a bit difficult at one point, but we made it work. Fair play. And then we've got one here. I am more says question box isn't working for them, but for JK2 Fake Sync, were you approached or did you send the track off for pitching? They approached us and we thought they were lying. Um, we, got, we got an email. Um, thankfully, oh, you know what? This is really important. Make sure that you have contact details on all of your social media because we we Amen. don't really use we don't really use the Facebook page much here. Um, but I've I've got the belief that they got in contact with us through Facebook. No, actually, no, they did. They Facebooked us, then they emailed me, and then um, I looked at it and I was like, this ain't real. And then I went on, Googled the person, the music supervisor, I Googled the company, I did my due diligence, did all my checks. And I was like, Jay, like, this is real, you know, bro. And then we just, you know, did the negotiations. And um, yeah, then it became one of that pivotal, in the pivotal scene, which we were shocked about as well. Would you say that's his biggest sink? That is his biggest sink. He's had a couple of others, but that's his biggest sink and definitely trying to push for more at the moment, so. And the Um, way they used it, I'm a big fan of that show. Mm. And when I heard it, I thought, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, and it was bro. a big piece as well, weren't they? Like, bro, they used it twice, bro. Sandoval <laughs> got murked to Too Fake, bro. And then, <laughs> you know, that was, that. it was amazing. And that sent the song viral. That was just mad. That was a mad moment, man. It was like, and we knew about that for about six months. We had to sit on that news for like six months, bro. Not tell anybody. And then in that, like, because that the song's on like 30 million streams. Or something. Mm-hmm. Well, it was but the thing is, uh, you know, the song was doing well anyway, but mm. that did help to kind of like take it over the edge. And obviously, you know, people still watch Power and go and find the song and stuff. So mm. that's yeah. mad. All right, we got another one here. So he said, if JK, oh, G Star 992, if JK was a new unknown artist, what five things would you suggest 
for him to do to get his music heard? Ooh. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, you know, I think the platforms are important. Uh, that's important. I think when the time is right, make sure you've got some radio support. You know, use BBC introducing. I don't think a lot of people use that enough, but if you use that, you get your track played and then, you know, other, other DJs might find it. If you have the money, um, you know, spend some money on PR and radio maybe. Um, I would say, I think importantly, just put music out consistently as well. Um, I think that's a, an important thing. And talk to your fans and turn your fans into super fans. I think a lot of people, I think they go, um, they look at like other artists and start trying to like spam artists with their music and whatever when other artists are just doing their thing. When mm. I, f I think that the communication between your fan base is the most important thing to do. It's just to, just, just to utilize that. And then your fans will become repeaters and they will start telling their, fan, their friends about you. And mm. word of mouth is still one of the most powerful tools in the world. Um, yep. Also, again, if you've got the money, um, spend some money on promoted ads on like Facebook, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff, and then try and work it out. Like, but get you in front of people. I don't know what that was five, but you know, yeah. That was good. All right, and we got a couple more coming in. Um, Merck's ENT says, at what point in your career as an artist should you get a manager? Um, when you think there's things that you can't do for yourself. So I think artists, there's some artists that can self-manage and some artists that can't. So if you want to just go ahead and just make your music and let your manager handle all the other bits and pieces, all the communications, all the going to London five times to do meetings and all that kind of stuff, then maybe that's the time that you should get a manager. And then also at the same time, um, can your manager, again, do things for you, for you that you can't do? So do they have like a network of people that they can push you out to? And do they have label connection? Or it depends on what you want to achieve. But I think that's kind of like that. Really. Yep, I agree. And then another one here. Uh, Cortina says, what has been your favourite thing to happen this year? Um... Surviving, surviving the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> but me now building the, building the studio though. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, man. Like building the studio. Um, that took a lot out of me. But that was um, that was yeah, that was sick. Like going through the process and then seeing it finished and then. I still can't believe you did that on your own. Like you just did it yourself. Yeah, man. Um. I have, yeah, some people don't believe me, I don't think, but I have the proof. But basically, I just looked at the room and I was like, I, I sat down for like, like three weeks. So I would go like, I would go and do it from like eight, nine, ten in the morning and then go and buy the, the materials and then come back late and then spend up until like four o'clock in the morning, like researching all the things, researching all the acoustics and doing all that kind of stuff and then just doing it, bro. And I had like a basic, a basic plan what I wanted but then it just became like in the process it became so much more than I thought it was going to be so um, but that was hard though that was I was sad but, <laughs> but <laughs> it's sick though. It, eh? yeah I know it's sick it's, it's amazing to see um, people using the space like I still sit there and look and people are recording in there like Debs knows so Debs, Debs came through he used to see me building the place um, and it's like yo I built that but then at the same time the important thing is I know what I'm going to achieve 
with that as well. And I, I wanted to, I really wanted to put like my, my heart, my blood, sweat and tears into it because I know the next like few years after back and all the, all the, you know, all the work I'm going to put into that, I know where it started and I will always, you know, put everything into what I'm doing. So that's kind of why I did it. I knew it was serious, yeah. When we was having a text conversation and you text me measurements because you said you just needed to store them somewhere. And I was like, this guy <laughs> just actually text me measurements. <laughs> like, what's wrong? I think I was in B&Q, you know. You know what, actually, you know what, at the time, bro, you were messaging me and I was in B&Q with a tape measure and I was, like, measuring MDF board, yeah, and I was like, shit, I, f I forgot the pencil. And then you were talking to me, I was like, you know what, let me just put it here. And then I'll come back to it. But that's what I was doing. I was like measuring the, the MDF. That is bad fun. But another one here, G Star again. Are you approachable for people who want to learn? Yeah, 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 to a degree. Like, I, and I only say a degree to a degree because I've got, you know, everybody's got to be mindful of their time. But I will always try and help people if I can. Like, always. So. I guess it's maybe to follow one, how do people approach you? Um, my email is on my Twitter. Don't DM me on Instagram because uh, I hate that. Like, because I always like forget to go back into Instagram DMs. Like, I'm not on Instagram as much as people think I'm on Instagram. I live, I live and die on Twitter. So you can always at me. I will at you back, or you can email me, and I'll get back to you. Yep, that makes sense. And then I've got a couple of questions. Um, so I always ask guests. You know what? If you, if you could, what would you tell your younger self? What would Despa now tell the younger Despa, growing up, the teenager that loves music, that was allowed to do it in school? Believe in yourself, like, and keep going. Because you know what's mad is that I looked at the photo of me the other day, yeah, and I was gonna post it, and I thought, you know what, this is a bit cheesy, so I'm not gonna do it. But like. Mm -hmm. I looked at myself and I was like, I'm proud of you, like the younger me, because younger me went through so much shit to get to where I am now um, and just just battle through. And there's so much stuff I can't really talk about, you know, because of the image. But basically, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'm, like but I'm proud of... I'm, I'm proud of I'm proud of him, like I'm proud of younger me and I will tell younger me that I'm proud of you, but I would say believe in yourself and keep going, like just keep going because it, it happens, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at the point now, I'm literally at the point now that I that uh, I always, I dreamed of being, so now I've got to like make, like I've reached the point that I wanted to get to and then now I've got to like make it more real again, you know what I'm saying? But like I'm actually, I'm at the point that 15 year old me dreamt of being at, like, mm -hmm. like, 2010, even before that, but 2010-11, like, I tweeted, like, yo, I want a label. I want, like, a distribution deal at Universal. And it was, at that time, it was, like, Stay Fresh slash Universal. I want a P&D deal when they did P&D deals. Guess what, bro? I have a distribution deal at Universal, bro. Like, and that's a dream that I wanted, like, way before that, too. So, mm -hmm. I would say to myself, believe and keep going. Like, that's what I would say. Yeah. And I think, like, I get that vibe from you. Like I say, know you really well. And like the vibe of like, you've, you've done so much to get to here because I never realised until I left university how lucky I was living in London. <laughs> like how lucky I was living in Croydon because I went to university in High Wycombe. So that's mm -hmm. not far from Reading, bit out of London. 
and I met a lot of people going like, you study, you leave uni, and then you're like, oh, someone's telling me I've got to work for free <laughs> to get a job in the industry. Yeah. And you're trying to now get a job because you've studied for three years and you've got to pay rent because you don't live in London. I was going home to London. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get on the train and go for a meeting with Universal HR. These other people mm. couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I could only imagine what it was like being in Birmingham and just being like, wow, everything mm-hmm. is in London. The labels are in London. Everything the music's right. popping in London. Grime started in London. It's like... Guess, it's what, Guess what? That's why when you go onto Google and type in B83, it says B83 Music Group and you can come find us, bro. Because I'm that. not... I'm 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 doing the thing where not everything is in London, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I yeah. went through, I went through, and I've still been a go. You know, I'm not anti-London. Like I will still come and do business. Business is business, bro. So I will still come and do that. But I'm from a time where we had our own radio stations, we had our own X Y Z. But in terms of industry, in terms of music industry, I'm from a time when there was nothing, bro. Like absolutely nothing. No money. Well, there was a bit of money, but not like just small money. But no, like, labels, no, none of that. And we used to just look and think, everything's there. It's like looking through, like, a glass, you know, a glass thing. You just think everything is just there. And it sometimes felt a bit unattainable. Plus, um, you're from a cruddy city. Like, London's cruddy, but Birmingham's <laughs> cruddy. Like, it is crud central. But that is, that is also, like, you know, I didn't grow up in Brom, but I've spent enough time here to be, you know, X, Y, Z. But like there's um that's also held Birmingham back a lot though. Is is it is a bit too real. Like people don't know how to handle themselves sometimes in situations where we should just be doing business and not messing up the situation. Do you know what I'm saying? It's to make people afraid of coming to Birmingham and investing in Birmingham and doing things. But you know, there's I'm 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 from an era where people were so gassed when somebody from London would come and say Oh, I see you. And it was, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm from that era, bro. But there's none of that. We're not doing that anymore, bro. We're not doing that anymore. Bro. Like, Birmingham people are going to and do have self esteem about Birmingham, bro, and what we're doing and what we're building here. And let's partner up and we, we'll go and do business in London. But yeah, my friend, I'm from a time when there was nothing, bro. Nothing, man. And it's been really important to try and build build something and, and build something tangible that remains in Brom and people can see it as a light like let's build here man that's the difference bruv you're doing it so listen we got one minute left Quick one what's next what's next for you what's next for the team what's next for the team bro real quick <laughs> just more releases and more success bro like just building BA3 building the companies around BA3, so the artist companies, so can't forget Doing Bits Worldwide, which is Jay's company, Ace Music Group, which is Tanner's company, Diesel, which is um, Dash's company, and just helping to be the infrastructure, bro. Like that's, that's next. It's just doing more of what we're doing and just doing it to a higher level and making a lot more fucking money, bro. That's, that's, that's next. More Amen. Success, more money, more bread, bro. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad I finally got you. Too, bro. Appreciate, bro. Seriously, appreciate. I don't really do this a lot, but in me and you talk, bro, and and uh, I appreciate, bro. Thank you, like I appreciate. It. Now, listen, I know you don't, so trust me. I want to big you up, big up everyone that's tuned in. This is also a podcast on Apple and Spotify. 
Tempo Flow Music Industry Talks. Speak Lloyd, it's Despa, and we're out. Yeah, big up, man. Thank you, Lloyd. Have a good night, bro. Bye, everybody. Later.